So let's begin the next surah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل تحس منهم من أحد أو تسمع لهم ركزا طيه ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقي ഇല്ലാത്തിൽ It was a different method of recitation. You know that the Qur'an, it was revealed in different modes of recitation as well. Because the Arabs, they didn't just speak one form of Arabic language. Alright? So the Qur'an was revealed in a way that the words were the same, right? which is slight differences, but they were all revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the recitation was easy for the people. Inshallah, if you find a book on Ulum al-Qur'an or something, do read it. All right? Or a lecture on Ulum al-Qur'an, the sciences of the Qur'an. So the sciences of different recitations. So this is one of the ways in which the Prophet ﷺ recited the Qur'an and taught the people the Qur'an. We are only familiar with one way. Right? And there are at least 10 different qira'at. Ashara qira'at and even more. Right? So this one is known as khalaf. The Qira'ah of Khalaf. Alright? So if you want to Google it, just go Surah Taha Khalaf and enjoy. Okay? And in this Qira'ah, as you noticed, it's not Taha, it's Tehe. Alright? And it's not Litashqa, it's Litashqe. Alright? So for example, if it's Surah Duha, it's not Abduha, it's Abduhe. Alright? And one more thing you may have noticed that before the Hamza, there is a Sakta, meaning you have to pause. Lahul. Asma'ul husni Lahul. It makes you stop and think. Alright? So it has its own beauty. And also remember that in this qira'ah, I mean the surahs, they're recited in continuation. So at the beginning, what you heard was the last ayah of Surah Maryam. Had tuhissu minhum min ahadin aw tasma'u lahum rikzan tayhe. Alright? It's connected. So anyway... أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Lesson number 159 Surah Taha Ayah number 1 to 40 Surah Taha is a Makki surah and it was revealed sometime around the middle of the Meccan era The Prophet ﷺ was doing public da'wah He was openly calling people to Islam and obviously this brought him much hostility as well as much opposition from those who disbelieved But the Prophet ﷺ was not someone to stop just because people were opposing him or just because they were making fun of him. As the persecution increased and intensified, 
the Prophet ﷺ, his efforts also increased and intensified. So this surah, it gave comfort to the Prophet ﷺ to take it easy on himself. To not take the matter very hard upon himself. And in this surah especially, the story of Musa ﷺ is mentioned in great detail. Because Musa ﷺ also went through many hardships through his life. And the task that was given to him, giving the message to Fir'aun and then taking Bani Israel. Both tasks were very difficult. How did Musa ﷺ deal with the situation that he was in? Where did he get his strength from? So these lessons we can learn in this surah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ta-ha. Ta-ha. Huruf muqatta'at. A reminder that there is still something that we don't know. Two letters. No matter how much we try, we can never know their meaning. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept this knowledge with Himself. But by mentioning these letters, a reminder is given to us that there's still something you don't know. Be willing to learn more. مَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنَ لِتَشْقَى مَا أَنزَلْنَا We have not sent down عَلَيْكَ on you, O Prophet ﷺ, Al-Qur'an, this Qur'an, لِتَشْقَى So that you are distressed. We did not reveal this Qur'an in order to make you miserable. In order to put you in difficulty. We did not give this Qur'an to you so that you would suffer. No. The Qur'an was sent for the exact opposite reason. To give you sa'ada, To make you happy. To make you successful. The word tashqa is from the root letters sheen, qaf, wow, shaqawa. And that means to be miserable, to be unhappy, to be in difficulty. It's also used for a person who's very unfortunate. Someone who has tried and worked so hard, but still he's a failure. He's got nothing. And it's the opposite of sa'ada. Sa'ada is to be successful, to be happy, to be lucky, to be fortunate. So the Qur'an has not been sent in order to make your life difficult, in order to stress you out, in order to cause you distress. So, O Messenger wasallam, the message that he's been given over here is, take it easy. You're being too hard with yourself. Unburden yourself. The Prophet ﷺ was given an immense responsibility. And what was that? Convey this message to all of mankind. Every other messenger was sent to his own nation only. But the Prophet ﷺ was not just sent to the Arabs, but to all of mankind. And then we see that every other messenger, if his nation did not believe, then what would happen? Soon, after some time, Allah would send another messenger. But the Prophet ﷺ was the last and final messenger. So he knew that if he did not do his job properly, then what would happen? This mankind, their case would be lost forever. Basically, they would be misguided. So the Prophet ﷺ had a very heavy responsibility. And when he saw that his message was not being received very well by his people, he would feel very, very distressed. 
thinking that he was not doing his work properly thinking that he had to work harder and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would be very grieved he would take it very hard upon himself and he would work even harder than before he would bear even more insults even more hardship in the way of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we saw a glimpse of this in surah al-kahf fala'allaka bakhi'un nafsaka ala atharihim in surah al-shu'ara ayah 3 it is said la'allaka bakhi'un nafsaka alla yakunu mu'minin perhaps you would kill yourself with grief because these people are not believing the prophet sallallahu was grieved he was worried he was working really hard so he is consoled over here that the quran was not given to you in order to make you miserable the quran was not given to you this responsibility was not given to you to make you grieve so don't grieve that much it doesn't mean take your responsibility lightly no what it means is don't grieve that much don't be upset with yourself don't be angry with yourself because it's not your fault if the people are not believing you are doing your job properly you see for a teacher for a mother it's very disheartening to see their child fail any mistake that a child makes you know what the parents do first they blame themselves they wonder where did i fall short that my child is making this mistake today so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was even more sincere to his nation than a mother is than a father is to their child so when the people turned away the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam blamed himself first he asked himself and so he told over here don't take it too hard upon yourself ma anzalna alayka alquran litashqa also the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam spent a large portion of the night in prayer because in the quran he was told wasabbihu laylan tawila glorify allah throughout the long night meaning throughout the long hours of the night glorify your lord so he would stand most of the night in prayer most of the night and obviously this would create difficulty for him so then the burden was lightened in surah al-muzammil ayah 20 we learn the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was told faqra'u ma tayassara min al-quran so recite meaning in your prayer what is easy for you of the quran meaning don't make it too hard upon yourself so what's the lesson in this the quran is a blessing the quran is a guidance not a curse not a curse so don't take it as if it's a curse don't approach the quran in a way that you put yourself in difficulty you put yourself in hardship don't cause this matter you know of people rejecting you of people opposing you such that it disturbs you such that you are more sad than you are happy such that you are counting the problems instead of counting the blessings and this is where we need to check ourselves also that the quran how is it that we approach it how is it that we look at the quran do we take it as a blessing or a burden the quran is a blessing it was not given to us to make us miserable it was given to us to set us free it was given to us to guide us as a guidance as an eternal guide as a source of happiness 
And the thing is that when the person receives the Qur'an, and he's grateful for the blessing of the Qur'an, and he applies the Qur'an in his life, then really the Qur'an becomes a source of blessing and mercy for him. And when a person approaches the book of Allah with stress, oh my God, I have a class today, don't talk to me. Go away, I'm doing my lesson. Go away, I have a test tomorrow. You're so miserable. This is not how a student of the Qur'an should be. Be a happy person. Not that the day you have class, the whole family is like, keep away from her. Keep away from her. No. The Qur'an has come to put a smile on your face. To make your heart happy. So act like that. Live like that. Be like that. Don't make the Qur'an a reason for all your problems in your life. For all the worries and distress in your life. Because typically what happens, the more a person connects with the Qur'an, the more antisocial they become, and the more stressed out they become, and the more distanced they become from everyone. This is not living the Qur'an. This is not living the Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ, how did he live the Qur'an? How? He was a happy person. The Sahaba described him as a person who would smile the most. Who would smile the most. You see the Qur'an, it's heavy. So heavy that if the Qur'an was sent on a mountain, Allah says, the mountain would collapse. This is true. And when you're studying and when you have to deliver and when you're reviewing and when you have to take a test, it is stressful. But instead of focusing on the stress, focus on the fact that this Qur'an is a blessing. Enjoy it. Enjoy it and you will find a reason to smile even when you're stressed out. The Qur'an is meant to bring peace in our lives, not to take peace away from our lives. مَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنَ لِتَشْقَى So where do you have to relax? In your heart, in your mind. Don't stress out. Chill. إِلَّا تَذْكِرَةً لِمَنْ يَخْشَى إِلَّا except. Meaning the only reason why the Qur'an was sent was what? تَذْكِرَة It's a reminder. For who? لِمَنْ يَخْشَى For the one who fears. Fears who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, O Prophet ﷺ, why are you getting so distressed? The Qur'an is a reminder. And you're supposed to convey this reminder. And you are conveying this reminder. There are people who accept, and there are people who don't accept. Why? Because this Qur'an is a reminder for those who fear Allah. So the one who fears Allah, he will accept this reminder. And the one who doesn't fear Allah, he won't accept the reminder. So you don't think it's your fault. You are doing your job properly. Do not blame yourself. This is just like the Qur'an has been sent as a guide for all people, right? But everyone doesn't benefit from it. ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابِ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهُ then For who? للمتقين. It's a guidance for those people who fear Allah. So over here also, it is mentioned again that إِلَّا تَذْكِرَةً لِمَنْ يَخْشَى So don't blame yourself if people don't listen. It's their fault. تَنْزِيلًا A revelation. And remember that تَنْزِيل نَزَّلَ يُنَزِّلُ تَنْزِيلَ Gradual revelation. Allah has revealed it gradually to make it easy for you to absorb and convey. تَنْزِيلًا And it's a revelation from who? Mimman from the one who خَلَقَ الْأَرْضَ who created the earth وَالسَّمَوَات and the skies الْعُلَى the highest الْعُلَى this is a feminine form of the word أَعْلَى what does أَعْلَى mean? 
highest. So ula also means highest. Meaning the high, high skies above you. The one who created those skies and the one who created this earth, he is the one who has sent this Qur'an. Do you realize what this Qur'an is? Why are you taking it as a burden? It's the most precious gift that you could ever receive. تَنزِيلًا مِمَّنْ خَلَقَ الْأَرْضَ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ الْعُلَى And when a person remembers the reality of the Book of Allah, then reading the Book of Allah, applying the Book of Allah, studying the Book of Allah, it all becomes easy. Every moment becomes joyful. When you remember, this is my Rabb's kalam. This is the kalam of my Rabb then you wouldn't study the Qur'an as a textbook. Yes, you're studying it, but it's not just a textbook. This is a speech of my Lord. And you see, when something is difficult, but you love it, then what happens? The difficulty, it goes it subsides. It doesn't stress you out that much, because you're enjoying it more than you are you know, stressing out about it. So تَنزِيلًا مِمَّنْ خَلَقَ الْأَرْضَ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ الْعُلَى Who is he? Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. عَلَى الْعَرْشِ Above the throne. Istawa, He established himself. He rose. Istawa, seen wawiya. To rise. This Qur'an is from Ar-Rahman, the owner of the throne, the great throne. And what is the throne? The throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is basically the throne under which is the entire creation. Entire creation as in the skies, the earth, everything. Where is it? Under the throne. So you can say that the arsh is like the roof. Ar-Rahman ala al-arsh istawa. Why are you unhappy? Why aren't you smiling? Why do you take the Qur'an as a burden? It is from Allah, a gift to you. Be grateful, be humbled. Lahu, for him, ma fis samawati. To him belongs whatever that is in the skies, wama fil ard, and whatever that is in the earth, wama bainahuma, and whatever that is between them both, the sky, the earth, and everything in between, all of that, wama tahtathara, and that which is beneath the thara, dirt, mud, what is left? What is left here? Which level is left out? Nothing is left out. Because you know thara, thara ya, is used for the earth or that land that has become soft and moist. Why? Why has it become soft and moist? Because of rain or because there was water on it. Now if you think about it, ocean bed, how is it? It's soft, moist, it's wet. Likewise soil, you know, at the top maybe it's dry, but as you dig deeper, then what happens? You find it to be wet. So whether something is beneath the ocean bed or beneath the mud that you walk on or above this mud, above this earth or beyond the earth, the sky and above the sky and in the sky and below the sky, everything, every level. Who owns it? Who owns it? Ar-Rahman. Lahu ma fis-samawati. And notice, ma fis-samawati, that which is in the skies. Sun, moon, different stars, different planets, whatever it may be, galaxies. And then as you come lower and lower in the different levels of the sky, and in the sky that we see, وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ That which is in the earth, 
on the surface of the earth. وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا That which is suspended in between clouds, air, molecules, wind, leaves that are being blown by the wind, planes that are flying in the sky. وَمَا تَحْتَ الثَّرَى And that which is beneath the wet soil. All of that is owned by Allah. He is the king, the master who has given this Qur'an to you. Do you realize who has sent this Qur'an to you? وَإِن تَجْهَرْ And if you speak aloud from جِيم هَا رَا جَهْر And جَهْر is to speak out loud, to make your words audible, meaning to say in such a way that they can be heard. وَإِن تَجْهَرْ بِالْقَوْلِ If you make your words out loud, if you speak them out loud, whether you shout them out so that so many people can hear you, or you speak in front of a group of people so they can hear you, وَإِن تَجْهَرْ بِالْقَوْلِ then remember that فَإِنَّهُ then indeed he, meaning Allah, يَعْلَمُ He knows السِّرْ The secret. What is sir? The opposite of jahr. Salatul jahri and salatus sirri. Right? So sir is the opposite of jahr. Meaning, he knows the sir, that which you kept secret, that which you did not say out loud, that which you kept in your heart. وَأَخْفَى and he also knows akhfa khafaya akhfa more hidden that which is even more hidden than what is secret he knows you thoroughly you see some things we say out loud some things we keep in our heart and some thoughts they're still brewing right they don't even reach our mind yet so that you know it's like you're thinking and you're trying to put your thoughts together you're trying to formulate a sentence and then finally you say it, right? So what you said, Allah knows. What you kept in your heart, in your mind, Allah knows. And that which is still in the subconscious mind, that which is still brewing in your head, even that Allah knows. And that which is not even, you know, come into your heart yet, even that Allah knows. He knows you at every level. You see, from macro level to micro level, he owns everything and He knows everything. Huge, massive galaxies, He knows them. He owns them. And we as people, how small are we? And then what's going on in our hearts? Those thoughts that we keep in our hearts? He knows them also. وَإِن تَجْهَرْ بِالْقَوْلِ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ وَأَخْفَى in the Qur'an, Allah tells us, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانِ وَنَعْلَمُ مَا تُوَسْوِسُ بِهِ نَفْسُهُ وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ We are closer to him than his jugular vein. And then you see, there are some thoughts that are deep, that are buried in our hearts. You know, some memories, or some thoughts, some feelings that are somewhere in the back of our mind. Even that Allah is aware of. Something that we whisper, even that Allah is aware of. Something that we text, or we write, and we didn't yet press send. Even that Allah is aware of. وَأَخْفَى Nothing is hidden from Him. He is the one who revealed this book. So what do you think? He doesn't know what you're going through? He doesn't know what you need? He doesn't know the problems that you're facing? The Qur'an is the answer. It is a solution. The Qur'an will put a smile on your face. And so many times it happens that you're going through literally a storm in your heart. 
You don't know who to share it with. Who will understand? You don't even know how to express yourself. Somebody asks you, you okay? You're like, no, I'm not okay. And I don't know why I'm not okay. I don't even know why I'm upset. Women experience this a lot. Right? And then they say, oh, maybe, maybe your date is near. Right? Maybe you're gonna, this is part of PMS. Right? But, Sometimes in reality, you're disturbed, you're hurt, you're worried, you're anxious, and you don't even know why. You wish you could open up your heart and look inside your mind and figure out what is bothering you. And then what happens? You find the solution in the Qur'an. You find something in the Qur'an that comforts you, that just puts you at ease. That takes all your trouble away. Why? Because this kalam is from the one who knows you. Who knows you better than you know yourself. Who knows those deep buried thoughts and worries. He knows you. He is guiding you over here. So don't take this Qur'an as if it's a problem. This Qur'an is a mercy. It's a solution. So many times it happens with me that after class somebody comes up and says, You know, I got my answer today. I got my answer today. And then sometimes people ask me, well, did somebody tell you what I was going through? I'm like, I'm sorry. And then sometimes people get upset with me that you were talking about me in class. I'm like, no, I was not talking about you. I was not talking about you. I didn't know you were going through this. But the reason why you found Qur'an relevant to your situation is because the Qur'an is from Allah who knows you. Who knows what you need to hear. Who knows what you're suffering from. Allah. He is Allah. La ilaha illahu. There is no God except Him. Lahu. For Him are al-asma'ul husna. The most beautiful the most excellent, the most perfect names. Because He is the being who is the most perfect. So call upon Him. Trust Him. Take His guidance. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا So call upon Him by those names. And the guidance that He has sent in the form of the Qur'an, take it happily. Take it willingly. Don't be miserable. Be happy. Can we listen to the recitation again? هل تحس منهم من أحد أو تسمع لهم ركزا طيه ما أنزلنا عليك القرآن لتشقي إلا تذكرة لمن يخشي تنزيلا ممن خلق الأرض والسماوات العلي الرحمن على العرش استوي له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض وما بينهما وما تحت الثريك وَإِن تَجْهَرْ بِالْقَوْلِ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ وَأَخْفِي اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ لَهُ الْأَسْمَاءُ 
Ibn Ishaq, the historian, he has written that Umar anhu, when he went out to kill the Prophet he was told to go see his family. So he went to see his sister because he was told that your sister has become Muslim. So Umar anhu went to his sister very upset. Very upset. And it was the beginning ayat of Surah Taha. These ayat that you just heard that Umar anhu was offered to read himself and see the message of the Prophet And it was these very ayat, just the first eight ayat of Surah Taha that Umar anhu read and he embraced Islam. And how beautiful that Allah knows you inside out. There is nothing about you that's hidden from Allah. وَأَخْفَى He knows you. So it was these ayat that led Umar anhu to Islam. May Allah be pleased with him.